this is a bit of a different Sunday in that we are, uh, all the kids are staying present here in the gathering, and instead of a sermon given by an adult, we're going to receive the sermon today from the kids. So I'm pretty stoked about that. And uh, maybe you're asking the question, so why would we do this? Why, why not do just a regular Sunday and from a sermon from an adult? Well, there's biblical precedent for this. In Matthew 19, and Terry already alluded to this, but uh, it says, Then people brought little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples, the adults, rebuked them. Jesus said, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. When he placed his hands on them, he went on from there. And Jesus shows his heart for kids in this sentence, let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them. And I'm really interested in this last part specifically, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Basically, for the the kingdom of heaven belongs to people who are like children. And so Palm Sunday, this has become a bit of a tradition. This is the second time we've done this all-ages Palm Sunday, where we get all the kids to participate. You saw some of them in the band. Some of them were probably handing out stuff at the beginning. There's some kids here early doing setup, so we wanted to get all the kids involved in the gathering today. And who better to show us how to celebrate than the kids, eh? Yeah. And so what we're going to do, how we're going to receive a sermon from the kids is I've asked five kids to be a part of a kid panel And we're going to ask some questions to them and get their feedback and get their wisdom today. So I'm anticipating it'll be a lot of fun. It's not scripted, so, you know, it could be anything, which could be fun as well. Um, But before they come up, I wanted to say this. Listening tips. How to be good listeners, adults. Now, I've been up here before and I've preached. And uh, let's be honest, you guys aren't very welcoming in your facial expressions. I mean, sometimes I'll say something, I'll be like, that person disagrees completely with what I'm saying right now. They, are not, they do not want to be here. And so I want you to change that to express what's on the inside. And if, uh, you know, if you really don't want to be here, then I recommend a neutral facial expression instead of the other way. Um, so be aware of your facial expressions. I wish uh, Rochelle Siemens was here because she's the person that I look to for encouraging facial expressions. Whenever you're speaking in front of people, it's a lot of this, wide eyes and head nods and the whole body. Yeah. Telling a story, she gets up on the edge of her seat. Yes. What are you going to tell me? Things like that. Those are very helpful gestures. They make you feel welcome. And, uh, and we want our kids to feel welcome today. Also, I want to give a tip to, uh, in listening today, to keep one ear on the spirit and one ear on the kids. And what I mean by that is that just because we're doing this sermon this way today doesn't mean you're not going to learn something. In fact, you may learn more today uh, than you usually do. And um, I don't know what I mean by that, but basically that the kids can, the kids can teach us too. The kids have wisdom. And to be uh, cognizant that the Spirit is working through our kids today. And maybe it's not something directly that they say, but through just your observation or just being here in this room, maybe God wants to speak to you something. So don't dismiss yourself. Don't check out. I encourage you to lean in and, and be a part of this. It's going to be a lot of fun today. So before I ask, I have five brave kids, Clara, Maisie, Keenan, Caleb, and Audrey. Before I call them to come up, um, I asked them before if they had any tips to give you 
about listening to them and what you should do while you're listening. This is what they said. A, be happy. Uh, don't frown. Like I said, neutral or above. Um, always smile. Just to always smile. Don't giggle. No giggle. No giggling. No giggling. And stop your babies from screaming. <laughs> that was the kids. Okay, so, man, if you, if you are uh, fearful of public speaking, you know what a brave act this is and how courageous they are. So please give a big round of applause for our kid panel this morning. Kids, come on up. Oh, man. Yes, you made it. You're up here. Good job. Okay, first things first. These people, they don't know you very well, at least not all of them. So I'm going to ask some questions so hopefully they can get to know you a bit, okay? We'll start here with Caleb, and I want you to say your full name. I'm, I'm a big middle name guy, so I want to know middle names too. So you, can you say your full name? Caleb Robert David Mensos. Ooh, that's a strong name. That's a strong name. What is, uh, Caleb, what's something interesting about yourself? Um, well, I have a forest in my backyard, and I really like playing in it. Oh, yeah, and you live in Port Moody, right? You with your brother Keenan. Oh, man, I wish I had a forest in my backyard. That's cool. Okay, what's another question? What's your favorite subject at school? I like reading. Reading? Nice. What are you reading right now? Well, I finished a book. It was The Hardy Boys. Good one. That's awesome. Okay, we look forward to hearing from you, Caleb. Thanks for being here, buddy. And over here we have, what's your full name, Ani? Audrey Ann Foles. Audrey Ann Foles. So good to have you here. And what's your stuffy's name? You told me earlier. Pearl. Pearl. Pearl the stuffy. That's great. And what's something interesting about you, Audrey? I almost lost all my front teeth. Almost lost all your front teeth? Give us a, Except that one. Give us a big smile. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> and Audrey, I asked a few questions earlier, so they got a chance to think of these ones. If you could be any character from a movie or a TV show or a book, what would you want to be? Or who would you want to meet? I would like to meet Elsa. Elsa from Frozen? Yeah. She would be pretty cool to meet. Thanks, Audrey. Okay, and over here we have... Keenan Sa Keenan Samuel Mensos. Can you say it again? Keenan Samuel Mensos. Keenan Samuel Mensos. And what do I want to ask you? What question do you want to answer? Do you want to answer who you'd like to meet from a book? Okay. Who would you like to meet from a book or a movie or a TV show? Um, Prince Caspian from Narnia. That's a good one. Have you read those? All of them. All of them. Cool. I'm glad to have you up here. What's something interesting about yourself? I'm an acrobat. Oh, yes. You're an acrobat. He is an acrobat. Can you, do a, can you do a trick right now? You can? Who thinks Keenan should do an acrobatic trick? Is this a safe place? Okay. Okay, do, show us an acrobatic trick. Whoa! Do you think I should try that? Okay. Keenan thinks I should try that. 
No, I can't. I can't. I would hurt myself really bad. Okay, and over here we have... Clara Patience Woodman Siemens. Whoa, you have to say that again. Clara Patience Woodman Siemens. Clara Patience Woodman Siemens. And you're right at the end of the line, so you're exercising your name, being patient. What's something interesting about you, Clara? I can make my tongue touch my nose. What? Can you show us? She can make her tongue touch her nose. That's amazing. And what other questions would you like to ask us? Hmm. What's your favorite subject at school? Math. Math? Why math? Uh, I like doing it. <laughs> she likes doing it. That's a good answer. And then finally here at the end we have... Maisie Pearl McTaggart. Maisie Pearl McTaggart. And what is something interesting about you, Maisie? I have six silver teeth. Six silver teeth? Can you show us? Why do you, why do you have six silver teeth? Um, because I had six cavities. Yeah. Yeah, you did. And now they're fixed. And if you can meet anyone from a movie, a TV show, or a book... Who would you want to meet? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman? Oh, yeah, she'd be pretty great to meet. That's good. Well, guys, this is our kid panel this morning. Uh, I think we should give them another round of applause. Okay, you guys stay right there. You guys are doing a really good job. We have been, as a church, going through um, a series on the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, I really like how it kind of ties into our focus today on Palm Sunday. And I think of this one part in the Bible that says, when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred. They were curious, and they asked, who is this? Who is this Jesus? And I think in the Sermon on the Mount, we get a bit of an answer to that question, who is Jesus? What is he about? And I love this from the opening prayer today. I added this into the the slides, but we prayed this at the very beginning, and I pray that this will be our prayer as we're uh, listening to the kids' responses today. Today, we ask for faith that will open our eyes to see Jesus for who he is, that we might worship him in truth. And uh, we've been go- walking through the Beatitudes very slowly, and this is a part of the Beatitudes. Kids, I want you to help me out. So we have uh, from chapter 5, verses 3 to 10 of Matthew, Jesus says this part of the, the scriptures called the Beatitudes. And he says the word blessed a bunch of times. I want you to help count with me how many times he says the word blessed, okay? Can you count with me? I'm going to read it and you count in your mind. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the gentle, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger. And thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who shall, are, have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. How many times does blessed get said? Eight. Yeah, that's a lot of times. What do you think, I'm going to ask you guys, what do you think the word blessed means. Anyone? You can put up your hand if you think you have an idea. Keenan. To be given something by God. To be given something by God. Yeah, that's a good definition. Caleb, did you want to add to that? 
to be taken care of by God. Oh, those are really good answers. Anyone else want to add to? What do you think blessed means? Here's some words that I think of. Favored, fortunate, approved, congratulations. And remember I told you I was going to tell you a really funny definition of blessed? Okay, this guy, look at this guy's picture on the screen there. This is a very serious theologian. His name is Karl Barth, and he's actually not that serious. He's kind of a goofy guy. And he said this is his definition of blessed. Next slide. You lucky bums. Isn't that a funny definition? What do you think he meant by that? Isn't that kind of silly? He's kind of saying, you're so favored. You're so fortunate. You're so, God, I can see that God is with you and he helps you. You are a lucky bum because you're blessed. Isn't that funny? Yeah. <laughs> I want to ask a question too to you guys. How, how, maybe think about this for a bit. How have you been blessed? How, do you, how would you say, you know, what Carl Barth said, you're a lucky bum. Why do you think you might be a lucky bum? Yeah, Keenan. Because I have a family. Family. Yeah, that's a good, good answer. Caleb, shout it out. You live in a safe country? Yes, you lucky bum. You live in a safe country. Totally. Anyone else? Why do you think you might be blessed? Should we ask these guys out here? Let's just do a few. These guys are putting themselves out there. You guys can put yourselves out there too. Just shout out a few things. Why are we lucky bums? Food? Yes. Electricity. What was that? Education. Yeah. A moderate climate? Coffee. Why are we blessed? What's that? Our health care. Yeah. Animals, yeah. So blessed that we have animals and forests in our backyard. Well, Jesus is saying, and if we go to the next slide, we're going to focus on this, this next line, and I think it's up there. Um, blessed are the merciful, for they shall be shown mercy. Blessed are the merciful. You, you're a lucky bum if you're merciful, now, we have to define what that means. What does mercy mean? What do you think being merciful means? Let's go, Clara. Forgiveness. Forgiveness, yeah. That's a good way to describe it. Keenan? Give people a second chance. Give people a second chance. Forgiveness, give people a second chance. Anyone else? Give people chances forever. Give people chances forever? Wow, those are good definitions of mercy. Now, Audrey... I have to ask you to tell us the story because you, you, you got to experience mercy, right? From your little brother. Okay, guys, you have to listen to this. This is amazing. Okay. Yesterday, my brother took one loony from a store, but he gave it. Like he he stole it. And then he gave it back, and instead of the people who work there. 
didn't get mad at him. He, they said, thank you for telling me this. So they showed him mercy. He took the, the loony. What do you think should have happened to him? He would get in trouble. Yeah, like go to prison maybe? Maybe. Or maybe not. Maybe that's a little too harsh. But they said, don't worry about it. Thank you for telling me. Yeah, that's mercy. Thanks, Audrey. Well, I got a story that's going to help us see a little bit more what mercy is. And I have some props here because I need a queen. And I was thinking, Clara, maybe you could help me by being a queen. Okay, come over here. Okay, there's your crown. Here's your, uh, here's your uh, robe. Your robe and your crown. Okay, so Clara, in this story, is going to be a benevolent, loving, very generous queen, which is not hard to believe, being Clara is so awesome already. And Clara was the type of queen that liked to give her money away, but so much so that her advisors... Who wants to be her advisors? Maisie? Do you want to be here? Okay, Maisie and Keenan. Yeah, you come over here. You tell Clara, you're like, stand over here behind Clara. Stand over here. Maisie, Maisie, Keenan, over here, over here. Yeah, yeah. Stand right here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so now you tell Clara, you say, um, we, need, uh, we need the money back because the kingdom's not doing too well. So you can tell Clara that. So basically the kingdom was under disrepair from what I understand and the queen needed to ask for her money back because she had lent out so much she ran out of her own money. She was so generous and so benevolent and so she called to the kingdom and said, give me all my money back, please. And so let's pretend, Audrey, do you guys want to stand up over here? Audrey and Caleb, you can stand up here. Caleb comes up first to the queen and let's say you are coming into the throne room and the queen says to you, you have to give the money back that you owed. Now, Caleb, you owed her $10 million. That's a lot of money, isn't it? And you don't, you don't have $10 million, so what are you going to do? Ask for mercy. Ask for mercy. Whoa. He's already he's catching on. Okay. So you come in here. The queen says, I need my $10 million back, and you're going to ask for mercy. What would that look like, do you think? get down on my knees. Maybe get down on my, your knees and beg. Yeah, do that. <laughs> okay, good, good. So Caleb is asking for his money back, and the queen, she's so nice and so benevolent and so generous, she says, yes, and she had compassion on the servant. So you can shake hands or sign a contract or whatever. Go free, you're free. Now, this is where the story gets interesting. This guy who is given and shown mercy for owing $10 million, turns and walks out, and he sees someone from the kingdom that owes him money. Except this time, it's not $10 million. Audrey, she borrowed $5 from Caleb. You're five years old. Perfect. Now, what do you think? Is $5 more or is $10 million more? $10 million. Yeah, it's a lot of money. You owed Caleb $5. What do you think this guy did in the story? What do you think Caleb did? Did he show mercy? Unfortunately, he did not. He said, he got really angry. So you can put your arms like this. He said, no, give me back my money. I want my $5. And Audrey's like, I don't have it. Please, sir. Please, sir. Please, sir. Please, sir. 
And she asked for mercy, and Caleb did not show it to her, and instead she directed her to prison. She sent her to jail for $5. That's kind of crazy, isn't it? What do you think Caleb's response should have been? Like, to show mercy to her? To show mercy. Why? Because it's not that much money. It's not that much money. (laughs) That's right. Considering you were just forgiven a $10 million debt. Could you imagine getting all fussed up about $5? It's crazy. Oh, you guys are awesome. Okay, grab a seat again. Thank you, Queen Clara. What do you think this story tells us about mercy? Anyone have an answer to that? Can you say that again? To show mercy to everyone. Why would you show mercy to everyone? Because it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. And how how do you know that, Caleb? Because... um, Doesn't Jesus say to show mercy to everyone? And he's saying that in this verse that we're looking at today. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall be shown mercy. So when you show mercy, then you get shown mercy back. Pretty cool. Who do you think is the queen in this story? Because obviously this, Jesus is telling a parable, and it's not really a story about what's happening, but it's about something deeper. So who do you think represents, who do you think the queen represents in the story? Keenan. Jesus. Jesus, yeah. Jesus is the benevolent queen or king, and he offers mercy, $10 million plus, tons of mercy, tons and tons of mercy all the time. And then who do you think the servant is? Who do you think Caleb represents in this story? People, yeah, us, exactly right. And so because we've shown so much mercy from Jesus, Jesus wants us to show the same mercy to others. Mercy cancels debts. Because Jesus cancels debts when we come before him and confess that we owe a huge debt and confess that, we can never pay it. He cancels it. He shows us mercy. Okay, I got one quote, and this is kind of a tricky one, but I think it is really cool, and we're going to wrap it up here. William Barclay said this, and if you can read, you can look at the screen here, guys. It says, this mercy, he's talking about the mercy that we talked about in the story, and in the beatitude, lodges in the heart. That means it gets put in the heart, but expresses itself in the hand. It shows itself in the hand. Now, this is kind of complicated, but I wonder if any of you have an idea of what this might mean. Clara? Giving someone something that they need. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. What else? You always show mercy, then people know that you you um, give mercy all the time. But if you don't really show it, people know that you don't show mercy. You guys are so great. Keenan, you wanted to add to that? Um, you can say that you show lots of mercy, but you, even if you don't. Even if you don't show mercy. You can say that you do it, but even if you don't, if you have to do it, right? It's an action. That's great. 
Yeah. I love this lady right here. You can show this picture. This is a lady named Anne Lamott. And she says this. This is her definition of mercy. To me, she says, mercy is sort of like grace in action. So it's not good enough to say it, but to do it, right? It's grace as that unmerited, beautiful energy of assistance and second wind and buoyancy and fresh air and help to our feet. That's how I define grace. And mercy seems more like the action of that. It's the miracle that we're forgiven, the miracle that we forgive even the most impossible people, including relatives. <laughs> Have you guys ever had to forgive a relative before? Maybe a brother or sister? Does anyone have a story they want to tell about having to forgive their brother or sister? I'm putting you on the spot. I didn't ask you about this. Did you guys have a story about that? <laughs> They're looking at their parents for approval. Can I tell them? No. No? Do you sometimes get, do you always get along with your brothers and sisters? Not always. You have a story, Keenan? Okay. Um, once my brother, he made a board out of pillows, and I accidentally broke it, and he didn't believe me, and then, and then so he got mad at me, and then he had to say sorry. Yeah, so you didn't get along because he broke your pillow for it, or you broke his pillow for it, but you, it was an accident, and Caleb, was it Caleb? You didn't think that it was an accident. You made it for your twin brothers. Yeah. You said don't go in it, and then he, he did go in it and broke it. What happened? What happened? There's this thing that you could look through, and he pulled it out, and the whole fort collapsed. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, no. Okay, we have a problem here. We have a problem. We have a pillow fort that was destroyed on accident. And then what do you do with that? How, do you, how can you show mercy in this situation if someone destroys your pillow fort on accident? I forgive you. Did you, did you forgive him? Yeah. Yeah? Actually? Yeah. yeah actually? <laughs> he was so sad. Yeah. Well, good for you, buddy. I don't know if I would have done the same thing. That's good. It was hard. I made it for the twins, but not for him. And I didn't even go in it. You didn't even get to enjoy it? No, yeah. It was, for, it was just for the twins. Wow. That's really good. I think you're teaching us there, buddy. That when someone destroys your pillow fort, that you can try to forgive even though we're let down or we don't get to enjoy it. That's pretty good. Thanks, guys. Can I read another quote from Anne Lamott? This one is so good. I can't not say it. And it's in your handout this morning if you got one. To have a merciful heart like Caleb, it means your heart has been softened by the meat tenderizer of grace so that even if somebody is wrong or has wronged you, you feel mercifully toward them. You get it. You get that they have suffered. You get what an effort it is for them just to get through the day. I like actually, Caleb, what you were saying. You were sad because you knew that Keenan was sad. And that's why you forgave him. That's pretty cool. Okay, we're going to wrap it up, but I have one final question. Is there anything that you guys can tell us to help us practice being merciful? 
Is there anything, any advice, any thoughts? It could be something that you thought of that you didn't get to say already. Is there anything that you might want to say to encourage all these people today? Keenan. Always forgive. Always forgive. Got it? Are you guys writing notes? Okay, always forgive. Anyone else? We got a sideliner over there. Okay, I'll go here. Evelyn, you have some advice for us? Be very cautious and somehow make a big safety bubble around you. Be very cautious and make a safety bubble around you. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Anyone else? Do you guys have any last words? Anything you want to say? Okay, can you stand up and give a big bow to everyone? You guys have been so awesome. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, you guys can go sit with your family. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Audrey. That's great. Well, I hope something landed there for you guys, too. And we're going to come to the table. And uh, I think this is such a great opportunity to receive mercy, to receive the $10 million uh, uh, gift that we don't have to pay back. Um, This is abnormal. This is wild and bizarre, the grace and the mercy that is extended to us through Jesus Christ and through his death on the cross. And so this morning we're going to come and do that. Thankfully, we have these words that we say every week that remind us of why we do this. Would you please stand with me? And we're going to say the words of the the, uh, table litany together, and then we're going to come to...